Bradley Anderson? He's Gene Anderson's son. <laughs> no, the only other Anderson brother that I acknowledge is Papa Shango. <laughs> Shango Anderson. <laughs> Work a body part. <laughs> Grab a leg. Come on. Let's go. From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 111 of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and today we're going to be taking a slight detour of our normal diet of WWF Superstars episodes from 1992. We're going to stay in the same year, but we're going to flip over to Primetime Wrestling, the UK edition, which, you know, partly because it's the video is 20 minutes shorter, but also because I'm kind of hoping for maybe some sort of Lord Al insert or something British related. I don't know. And there's nobody I'd rather have on this journey, especially if Lord Al uh, pokes his head into the conversation. My amigo, my compadre, my best friend in the whole world, a man who has so conquered the comedy circuits around here that he's now known as Mr. Thursday Night, Mr. Keithy Langston. How are you? <laughs> Ah, I'm doing wonderful, Pete. How are you? I'm I'm good. Although I I missed your set because I, I was at the Fenway on uh, Thursday. You were at the Fens, yes. You yeah. were watching. I believe your Baltimore Orioles lose in a rare instance these days that the Baltimore Orioles lost a game to the lowly Boston Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to keep me away because they're they're now zero and four since the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, and I think their record is like forty and twenty five since mm. then with without me. Or no, it's forty and twenty five with total, but without me there, it's forty and twenty one. So they basically turn into the eighty six Mets when, when I'm not there. Yeah, <laughs> and then they turn into the twenty twenty one Orioles when I am there. Well, I like that you you tweeted out the other. I believe last night or whatever the this, the wildcard standings, and they've now jumped over the Tampa Bay Rays into mm-hmm. I believe the third spot, right? That is correct. Yes. And who would have thought that in the year of our Lord, 2022, that the Baltimore Horribles would be in a position to possibly make the playoffs this year? <laughs> first, first of all, how dare you? The second <laughs> how of all, dare you? how dare you? Uh, as, as somebody, how dare you on my own show? Seven, I have a $7 promotional bet on the Orioles to make the playoffs at 40 to 1 that I placed like oh, a wow. month and a, a month and a half ago. Wow. So, I mean, I think I think my ship has finally come in. But c- can we redirect this slightly? And I don't mean talking about ships is like talking about tugboat. Yeah, oh. Uh we we need to t- we need to talk about your stand up, okay? Oh, okay. A lot a lot a lot of did you ever notice this? Did you ever notice that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever notice how many times? No, uh, no, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a, it was great success. I feel, um, yeah, it was, um, it was kind of a. This is a, I hate to say a bucket list item, but it was a bucket list item. So now I'm ready for uh, two steel antidepressants in the back of the head. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. So uh, no, man, no. Come on, huh? Come on, huh? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, it was a good time. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. I got some good advice, good feedback. 
after the show. Um, like my brother always does, he busted my balls as soon as we got out of there. He was like, mm, "You are all right, take it easy." And I was like, "Oh, thank <laughs> you." And then, but my brother was real nice because he because we were in the North End and uh, we went over to um, Modern Pastry, and my brother bought me a cannoli, which was really nice. So <laughs> he, it he, was. Afterwards. He told you to leave the gun, but uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so take take the cannoli. Well, there's no shortage of guns in uh, the North End, if if you know what I mean. But, uh, no, it was good. Um, I, I wasn't, thankfully, I wasn't that nervous going up there. Um, uh, you know, I, I did get a little, there was a little something that happened, um, and I think I, I think you know what it is. Whatever happened you know, there? <laughs> well, no, there was a little thing that happened prior to, and um, I believe if you... Oh, uh, what? No, no, you were on it. Wait, this? Yeah. Come on, stop directing me. <laughs> See, and, and now it's going to get hung up and take a while because you... you, you <laughs> Fucking nauseating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, so you was, had stomach pangs or something? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was actually... It was, I, was pretty, I was pretty calm, cool, and collected. And then um, it was funny, too, because... So my, my friend Steve taped it. And put it up on his YouTube page. And then my sister friggin' shared it to everybody on Facebook, on her Facebook page. But my friend Larry said, hey, my mom's boyfriend is a former comedian. He said that you looked real comfortable up on the stage. And I was like, oh, that's nice to hear. So, yeah. So this is uh, this might be the start of something beautiful. You never know. I, Whatever happens. You might want to... I, I, I hope that you didn't start your set immediately with seven minutes of berserker jokes, because I'm not sure if everybody is going to get that uh, entirely. Well, I, it was kind of odd that I got up there and I just started going hus, 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 hus into the into the mic, but it, 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 thankfully I got out of it real quick because somebody in the background said, "I bet you he's going to do 14," and I stopped at 13 just to screw with the guy. So. Uh. <laughs> And then, then you went into a, a, an eight-minute jag about just the ten of us, and yeah, it, it was awesome. I mean, but, I think one one of the jokes that I had that I I thought was pretty funny was I asked I asked the question. I said, uh, "Who do you think got more action, uh, Grandma George, Grandma Georgina, Grandpa George, Grandpa Joseph, or Gran Grandma Josephine?" And then everybody went, "Huh?" And I went, "Yeah, you know, from uh, from the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory." And then they all laughed. <laughs> and then I said, I bet you it was Grandma Joseph. Uh, Grandma jo yeah, Grandma Josephine. She looked like a bit of a tramp back in her day. And oh, then I yeah. said, by the way, how the fuck did they afford a California king size bed? <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. I said, how did that family afford a California king size bed? They seem like they were really poor. Because <laughs> hmm. all all four grandparents are sitting in the house, you know. Entirely possible that they uh, took that from out in front of somebody's house. <laughs> the the Springfield Men's Shelter is offering 60 soiled mattresses. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, well, you'll right. have to come to the next one. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I cannot make the next chaotic show in Watertown. But, yeah, for your... Uh, for, for your stand-up. Uh, I'll stand at the back of the room and have a wry grin on my face. At, at a minimum. At, at a minimum. Okay. Alrighty. So, <laughs> so alright. So, it's on to primetime wrestling now. And we're on is, to Cincinnati. This is the July 20th, 1992 primetime wrestling. And we're going to watch the UK one because 
the video is a little shorter, and I'm frankly interested in to see if there's any differences here. Okay. I think this is well, from it looks like, like Sky well, it Sports looks like or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the opening shot is a tree. It looks like the it's, it looks like the, a tree in the fields of Scotland. But this is Sky Sports, a part of the British Sky Broadcasting oh, Network. It's part of the British Sky Broadcasting <laughs> Company. Oh, hello. I do think Lord Al does color on a, on a bunch of the matches, and that's another benefit. It, they don't let Lord Al anywhere near commentary on Superstars and Challenge. <laughs> no. But, he, but Lord Al was ready for primetime. And, of course, this is during the era of the primetime uh, with, the, with the desk in the debate yeah. format. Yes. That, that I... Oh, there's your favorite picture again. <laughs> the big boss man's face. Uh... <laughs> and the hitman, Bret Hart, puts the Intercontinental title on the line against the model, Rick Martel. Yeah, I'm actually very happy that we get to see uh, this match. The Mar- Bret and Martel, even though it, it occurred to me, oh yeah, this is just Strike Force versus the Hart Foundation all over again. I, I, there had to have been matches on on superstars or, or challenge back then of singles matches, but I don't know. Would Rick Martel have matched up with Brett? I bet you would have been more often. It would have been Tito versus Brett, and then Rick Martel versus Jim Neidhart. I I think that there were some Brett Martel matches at some point in '89 after Martel's heel turn, mm. where where they might have done the time limit draw thing. I mean, you think so? Yeah, a couple Canadian guys. They both good workers. Probably liked working with each other. I don't like that Bret Hart. <laughs> it, it's the it's the whole Quebec versus the rest of Canada thing. Well, and we know that that's that's a heated that's a heated uh, rivalry amongst yeah, it, nationalities. And we all know Brett is very hung up in particular about Montreal. Uh, just uh, all the way through. Uh, just because we're doing prime time does not mean that we do not get a shitty uh, Vince introducing Mr. Perfect thing. <laughs> because I screened this earlier, and okay. uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, let's see. Let's see that again. Instant replay. Mr. Perfect! Wow. Can he do it the third time, guys? What do you think? No, 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 we didn't say Mr. Perfect. What's it, Simon Says? Oh, almost Jesus missed Christ. it, didn't you? Almost. He's not perfect. I'm perfect. I caught it. Here, Steve. No, 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 wait, wait. Yeah. Wait just a minute. Easy. Now, easy. Oh, just about yeah. had enough. I've had enough for you. Whoa. <laughs> we're 90 seconds into this program, and we're, we're doing comedy bits. Come I already on. want this to end. <laughs> I like how Hillbilly Jim was like, I'm not doing the stand-up sit-down bit. I'm too old for this shit. One of the favorites. One of the favorites here in the World Wrestling Federation. Here, Billy Jim. Crazy or what? Is that Eskimo Pie? What? Come what are you here. doing? He's going to hit me. I'm not going to hit you. You're not not going to hit me. As long as you stay in your seat. Don't be standing up trying to intimidate people. That's right. You, you don't be standing, standing up either. either. Why, 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 why was Bobby Heenan down head? on the ground? <laughs> What's that? Why was Bobby Heenan down on the ground? He was cowering from Duggan. Oh, he's cowering from Duggan. Did Mr. Perfect and Duggan ever have a match? 
You know, I mean, it's, it's a gentleman's game. Hold on, I'm in the middle of trying to research Brett versus Rick Montel. So. I'll just I'll just add it to the pile. Add it to the pile. I feel like um, I'm Han Solo in Jedi. And one more thing, and another thing, and another thing. <laughs> I don't have all day, you know. You assign an usher a gate. You assign a guy a job as a parking attendant. You don't assign him a match. Get me a phone. A phone? Get me a phone right now. He didn't can't work prime time unless he's got a phone in front of him. Wait, wait, who did he just say you can't assign a match to? I think he's mad about the uh, main event at SummerSlam being... But let me rewind it real quick. That's no big deal. That's right. He's not, is he? He could very easily be assigned to a match on the card somewhere. Oh, maybe. Assigned. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, because it's SummerSlam. Yeah, and Flair. Flair doesn't have a match. Yeah. Where it's, you look back on it, and it's like, well, they kept him out of it in order to have an angle for him. It's like, you run a stadium in England, and you don't have Ric Flair in a match. Like, come on. Come so, on. Even even, Con, even Conrad put Flair in a match. <laughs> come on, huh? Come on, huh? Ooh, real quick, man. I want to... Oh, yeah, yeah, real real, real quick before we get to Lanny, because Lanny's going to do a poem. Okay. <laughs> so, I do show that it's, oddly enough, the KM Connection um, wrestled the Hart Foundation several times back in 87. Yes. And then, obviously... Even one world title, even one title match. Yep. Where the Hart Foundation defeated the Can Am Connection at a house show in the Brendan Byrne Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, hmm. on um, March eighth of nineteen eighty-seven. Then you bump, you bump up. You have um, it looks like the title change. The Strike Force defeats the Hearts. Yep. And then you do have in on December thirtieth in Providence. Rick Montel defeats Bret Hart, and then it's okay. a whole bunch of tag and a whole bunch of tag matches again, and six mans and tag matches and what have yous, up until the heel turn in 1989, yes. where Bret, where the first match is Rick defe- Rick Montel defeats Bret Hart, and then it is it's literally time limit draws for the rest of the, they wrestle like four more times, and it's all time limit draws. <laughs> yeah, they always had ninety. A certain level of respect for Brett in 89, where, yeah, Brett was doing jobs for Bad News Brown in 88, but it's not yeah. like it's not like they went out of their way to make Brett look bad. It's like, all right, hold, hold it. We'll, we'll have a spot for you at some point in the future, and then... Well, here's, fun, here's the funny thing, though. So they wrestle a few times for the Intercontinental title in 92, right? And then he's like Brett's perennial... Opponent when Brett wins the title and not and at the end of '92, he wrestles like Brett like all the time like on well, all that, the house show circuit. I, so that's kind of cool. I think some of that is him substituting for Flair because Flair had that inner ear oh, issue okay, at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Martel is a guy who was cre- credible enough for for that role. Yeah, An- another guy who would have been credible for world title shots, the genius. Yes. <laughs> And here, and, and and let's and let's go to the genius right now. Yeah, remember the genius pinned Hawk in my imagination last week. So <laughs> I, I wanted that result. Like Beverly Brothers and Genius defeated LOD and Paul Ellering when Genius pinned Hawk. <laughs> yes. That's all I ever wanted out of life. Face 
missing a tremendous combination. Oh! The there he is. <laughs> there he is. There's our fan. The one that we love so much. Oh. <laughs> is Lanny actually going to read the poem? I guess Mike McGurk's got to do the full introductions. The natural disasters will be coming down the aisle to eradicate the Brothers Beverly. The best laid plans of mice and men will sometimes go awry, and the genius knows the best is yet to be. You know, he claims to be of English descent. Did you know that? No, he <laughs> well, that's okay. Lan Lanny, I, I can assure you that Lanny and uh, Lord Al have at least one thing in common. If you, oh, yeah. if, if, if you catch my drift. <laughs> yes. And here's Smiling John and Happy Fred. <laughs> Happy Fred. I think that that would have been a better gimmick name than uh, Natural Disasters. I mean, come on. Earthquakes, typhoons, those kill people. Well, especially be, when they That should be yeah. joked about. Come on. Do you know that, do you know, you, you made a comment about Lanny being English descent. He doesn't yeah. know what a morning, an English breakfast is, though, do you? <laughs> I, I don't. Please share. Well, an English breakfast is when a man stands over a woman, pinches off two hot crumpets on her chest, and then gives her a cup of tea by pissing on her while whistling God Bless America. Well, Lord Al, that's, that's profane, but sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, Beverly Brothers are getting uh, getting their asses kicked here. Yeah. Like, I mean, at this point in the match, they don't necessarily look credible, which which is a shame. <laughs> An English. What did you just see something? Yes, an English breakfast is also when if your partner is performing, to is, is tossing your salad, you uncontrollably blast a juice-laden fart in their mouth. <laughs> oh, God, well, at least I'm glad that I haven't eaten. So I'm a breadstick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to eat anything now. Mm. I also only show two in WWF. We're not going to go back to the WCW days. But I show two matches where Jim Duggan defeats Mr. Perfect. Defeats? Oh, but it has to be DQ. It, they didn't say whether it was DQ or countout, but it was. What in, year was uh, it? March of 1990. Hmm. And then there's a whole bunch of tag matches where Perfect and Rude beat Jake Roberts and Jim Duggan. Oh, but, oh yeah, I remember seeing. I remember something about that program, and it's like. The Minnesota Boys versus Team Mid South. Yeah. What a, what a, what a matchup. Yeah. Which really cool is that the first instant it looks like of a matchup with Kurt Henning and Jim Duggan is from. I'm gonna say this is yeah it's a uh, it's an AWA NWA the Freebirds. So okay. Buddy Roberts, Michael Hayes, and Gordy defeat Kurt Henning, Greg Gagne, and Jim Duggan. <laughs> at Pro Wrestling USA event at the Meadowlands Arena in uh, June 1985. That's I wonder. Cool. Uh, maybe I should save my thoughts for the roundtable when we get back to it. But 
I wonder if there was any tension between Duggan and Hillbilly Jim. Because, you know, each of them is kind of jockeying for position as, like, Hogan's friend. But here in 92, they're lost because Hogan's turned all of his attention to getting his revenge on the big boss man using nails as a proxy. <laughs> yes, as we've clearly established. And why is that? Because uh, Hulk Hogan had something to do with it. Yeah. Maybe Hulk Hogan's got something to do with this. Well, Hogan plays the long game. He, he yeah. Play, he played, and that's Hogan. Terry Bollea plays a short game, according mm-hmm. to court filings. Ohio. <laughs> that I've seen. Well, just remember, I, I've always said that it's very interesting that... Uh, all right all right it's very interesting how he got revenge on his former manager miss elizabeth by hooking her up with lex luga but you know Mm. well well did he do that (laughs) i'm sorry that i sounded like urkel there but like did did hogan have something to do with that as well boy that guy really got around Hulk Hogan has something to do with it. I just said Hulk. I just, like the warrior. Hulk. Oh, Hulk. you're like Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan, like Zeus. <laughs> oh, look at this. The Beverly, are the Beverly Brothers going to get a rare victory? And I meant rare victory. No. Well, no, I'm hoping Rey Mysterio does a run-in because Typhoon is set up in the 619 position. <laughs> Imagine if that happened. They did the 619. Although, what would they call it? What's Minnesota's area code? Uh, I am not sure. Actually, I forgot to mention this about my trip to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I knew I knew Ray Mysterio would have a big night because yeah. uh, when I picked up my rental car at the airport in Nashville, it was parked in space six one nine. Ah, yeah. The, the Minneapolis area code, oddly enough, is six one two. Oh, so they okay. could they could have done a six one two right there. Yeah, so so we're doing we're doing the thing where uh, Typhoon is playing Ricky Morton. <laughs> you feel you feel a great deal of sympathy for Fred. He's down on one. He's down on his knees, trying to get back to his feet, and he just can't. Do I feel sympathy for Fred? Yes. Mm-hmm. I wish we had seen Fred at least once. Where like like that one time with Earthquake, where he only had the bottom on. On his gear, I want to see. I want to see a topless tugboat, a typhoon. Said no one ever. <laughs> what, the, what the hell is wrong with you? Are we? Are we? Are, he's half of his right nipple is out. Why am I looking for that? Don't worry about it. Uh, who want? Yeah, who wants to see a friggin' topless te- topless Fred? Nobody. Not even Fred's wife. Yeah, they always did make him wear a shirt like he was Ed Sullivan out there. Well, you found a, you found an amazing picture of Slaughter with no shirt on and just the suspenders fighting Bob Backlund the other day. Yeah, from 1983. And, and was, yeah, and I was really impressed. Did you hear the pop that Earthquake got when the tag came in? Oh, oh, there's no better hot tag guy in the business in 92 than than uh, John Tenta. And yes, I'm fully aware that Wyndham was working tags on the other side of the world. <laughs> Well, in 92, was Wyndham still... Oh, yeah, he was. He was still doing the uh, the broken hand gimmick, I believe. Yeah. He, had, yeah. he hadn't yet turned on Dustin, I don't believe. No, yeah, it took, it took him until later in the year. But I yeah. he had that broken hand thing so that Jesse Ventura would have something to complain about uh, mm-hmm. when he first started in the company. 
Mm-hmm. That was a great... That's probably the only thing that Larry Zabisco's ever done that I thought was at all interesting was when he when he injured Barry Windham's hand. <laughs> really? You're not going to side with the uh, the Bruno feud? Oh, what? All no. right, so Earthquake doesn't get the Earthquake splash. If anything, if anything, the Bruno feud with Zabisco hurt Bruno more than it helped Larry, in my opinion. Why would you say that it hurt Bruno? Because he had to, because he was forced to work with that fucking boring. He wanted to. Come on. Lawyer, loan, IRS agent, or whatever you want to call him. What's the most boring profession in the world? Podcaster? That boring podcaster? Uh, private equity account? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Private equity, yeah. Come oh, wow. On. That the Beverly Brothers get, getting a <laughs> countout victory over the earthquake and the typhoon. Where are the balloons to drop from the ceiling to celebrate this? Why isn't the heel locker room emptying to celebrate this? Well, it's not for any titles because the natural disasters haven't quite yet won them yet. No, but it's, well, also, it's a countout victory, Pete, and you know that titles do not change hands on a countout. Mm. Oh, come on. What, Joey Morella, what the fuck are you doing? Is yeah. it about time for you to catch a car ride somewhere? Oh, oh, come, oh come on. That is a, that's deplorable. <laughs> that's deplorable. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, Wait, Scott oh! I, th- I thought we were going to commercial there, but then it... Uh, is that Skinner? That is Skinner's music. That is the... Gorilla Monster along with his lordship, Alfred Hayes, as we look at that pig... I thought we were about five seconds away from uh, Gorilla just straight up calling Skinner a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Be like, no, that's Stan Lane you're thinking of. That's, no, Stan Lane is a mother's fucker. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two two at a time. You know why? Because he's hardcore. <laughs> Jace, Jason Knight, the, the world's sexiest man in there with uh, Steve Kern. Yeah. But this match would have been something if it, if, if it was Skinner from seven years before and it was Jason Knight from seven years after. But instead, it's in 1992, so we're shit out of luck. <laughs> I mean, eventually, we're going to run out of episodes when we get to SummerSlam. Because we're... Yeah, we're, we're, we're not watching uh, uh, September 92 episodes of Superstars. That, that is not happening. No. No, because you can't... Well, I, 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 don't know how much, I don't know how long I could stomach any the Ultimate Maniac promos. So, yeah, we may have to just move on after SummerSlam. And uh, I think we'll be moving on to uh, one of 87, 88, or 89. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, so we'll be able to make ABC Skinner back in his prime, right? <laughs> we, we may be able to flip over to some other promotions along the way. Do you know what a swamp donkey is, Pete? <laughs> Wait, is this Lord Al on the broadcast, or is this... No, I'm just oh. busting in. Um, okay. A, a... Swamp Donkey is an ugly-ass girl who only goes to parties to hit on drunk guys, hoping they'll be drunk enough to sleep with her. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I know that type. I, I was attracted to that type at one point. 
Go for it! Go for it! Go, 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 go yeah. for it! Yeah, we don't want you to miss out on uh, our favorite. No. The, the, the hit number one single. We just go had for one it hit. by Jim we had, Johnston. <laughs> we had one hit number one single in Skinner's theme music, and now we have another hit number one single in Go For It. Here it is! It. Go for it! Go for it. You gotta want it. You gotta want it, baby. <laughs> you gotta want it. Go for it. You gotta want it. Don't miss WBF Body Stars America. For the very best and latest information on health and fitness, it's the one show that will pump you up. You Turn that off. <laughs> They had to put uh, America on there because you know that nobody in England is even remotely close to any physical shape of these no, my, people. <laughs> my my question is, do you think Vince recorded an entirely new promo there where he where he said WBF Body Stars America or did they just dub in the word America? Like it would have been they, funny if they had like done like Vince recorded him saying America in a warehouse and they just cut and pasted that in. This is 92, Vince. We're getting lazy. So it's real echoey. So it's like, WBF stars, America. (laughs) Vince, do you have time to do this seven-second read? No, no time. (laughs) Just cut and paste it from somewhere else. I have steroids to distribute. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I don't don't think that they, uh, I guess it must air on Sky Sports or whatever. But now we're on the interview platform. And Oakland uh, has got his jacket back from the dry cleaners. It's the jacket! <laughs> they got all the uh, Drambui out of there and Kahlua and whatnot. Oh, here we go. And, and speaking of raging alcoholics, here comes Ric Flair. <laughs> Drambui. Yeah, did you see Flair the other day posting about how he's going to make sure he drinks more water and he's drinking a big fucking beer? Fucking Flair. Just go away, Rick. Go well, away. Well, I think... I, I don't think he's long for this world if he's going to try. He he thinks he's invincible because he could do this in 1987, but dude's got a freaking pacemaker. Come on. So the, the main event of SummerSlam has been announced, but because it's Savage versus Warrior, Flair's pissed that he's not involved. So that, that's the angle we're taking with Ric Flair at this point. So, no, no. Vince wants things to point away from Ric Flair. <laughs> you got more buttons than my mother, grandmother's corset. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. On uh, <laughs> I was I was looking at Perfect's jacket there, and I immediately saw like the four buttons on the sleeve there. Oh yeah, yeah. But Flair's got yeah. Flair's got a lot of button rhinestone buttons on that robe. It's a nice Minnesota. I, I hate to keep bringing up Minnesota here, but with Flair, Perfect, and Oakland, it's another mm-hmm. Minnesota hoot nanny. Mm-hmm. You little dweeb. Dweeb? Just because we didn't play political ball with you, Jack Tunney, <laughs> you've been jerking us around since oh, day hey, one. Now. First of all... <laughs> But Tunney's, Tunney's just working the genitals of anybody who's like jerking guys around, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened there. What up, when did Jack Tunney become uh, Lanny Poffo? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Wait a minute. When did Brutus Beefcake take over? <laughs> Brutus Beefcake, what are you doing? <laughs> jerking off Jack Tunney. <laughs> <laughs> 
And when I'm done here, I'm going to go play cards at Keithy's house. <laughs> but nobody's going to tell Keithy that I'm there. No one's going to tell. Yeah, no one's going to tell Keithy that Brutus Beefcake has been in this kitchen. <laughs> so all right, so so they're very upset. Flair's got a look on his face. He's got like the um, I'm about to do a job face that a lot of guys can't hide when they're coming to the ring for a big match. Like, yeah, I'm not even on SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do this shit. You know? And it's funny because he didn't have that inner ear injury at this point. So it's like, no. use the guy when he's healthy, for God's sakes. If, if, well, Flair, I, if Flair was hurt, I could see doing this angle. But come on. It's ridiculous. I think it would have made more sense. I, and I know they didn't do triple threats, really. But it would have made way more sense for them to do a triple threat match. And have perfect on the outside. You could have still played the angle of whether or not perfect was going to help. Well, it would have been Warrior. It would have made more sense for him to help Warrior. And then you have the dissension in the ranks between Warrior and Perf and um, Savage. Uh, although you didn't have to if you have Flair in there because he's just going to be on the side helping Flair. I just don't understand how you have. I, I don't get it. I don't don't get how they were. I mean, and not that I'm saying that I would have rathered Savage and Flair and Papa Shango and Warrior, but you could have had a blow-off match from Shango and Warrior and then have Savage and Flair. And, Jesus, you could have had Savage and Flair in a, in a cage match, and then you could have had Shango and Warrior in a match, you know, and that would have been a pretty good SummerSlam. I think that they... They just wanted to get the belt off Savage, but they didn't want to put it on Warrior because Warrior wouldn't wouldn't turn heel, and then I mean, and they don't, they just did not end pay-per-views with, with heels winning very often here. So no, it's like you the yeah, 90, you 92 had, Rumble, and that's it, pretty much. At this but you time. know what's funny is that you could have had you could have had well, no, Warrior and Rude ended 90, right? With the cage, that was like, that was the last match. Like, it wasn't yes. Hogan and Earthquake, right? Okay, right. so you could have had I guess you could have had Flair and Savage, and have Flair win, and then the main event be like Warrior versus Shango, and have Warrior win. That way you send the crowd home. Oh, because oh, the main event was Bulldog and Brett, so it didn't matter. You could have had, you could have well, had Savage and Warrior. They're, they're, they're doing the double main event thing like they did, like they did right. it. The the irony yeah, is. Gonna, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but the but they could have done they could have done Savage losing to Flair. Because they knew that Davy Boy was going to send everybody home happy, you know. That is that is true. Uh, the 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 funny thing though is the the irony is that Rick Rude's killing it in WCW at, the, at that point, yeah, you know, as the U.S. champion. But this is a spot where it would have been perfect for him because the issue with Rude, as ever, was uh, he couldn't work with Hogan and he couldn't work with Flair. Like, or neither of those guys wanted to work with Rude, but he was good at working with Warrior, and I'm pretty sure he would be good working with Savage, especially since now that Elizabeth is out of the picture, you won't have to have, you know, basically rehash the Shell Roberts angle. Roberts thing, yeah. 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 I mean, let's just say I don't think Randy Savage would have handled an angle well where Rick Rude is uh, macking it. Not, Not right after the flare one. No, no. No, two in a row where Elizabeth is being lusted after by another man. No, he's no way is he taking that. I don't care if he's the champ or not. You video distort! 
Ric Flair's championship belt. That's right. That's correct. Second of all, you arrange it. So Ric Flair has chosen number two in the Royal Rumble. That's right. And That's has to face correct. 29 other men. 28. He was number three. And it was 28. <laughs> yeah. It was 28 perfect. Are we, are we pretending that DiBiase wasn't there? Come on. DiBiase. <laughs> he faces 29 other men and becomes the World Wrestling Federation champion. Certainly did that. Shut up. It is- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's nice. You know, watching so many Superstars episodes, I, I miss Gorilla and Bobby. Maybe we should do a challenge. <laughs> I don't mean like a, a challenge. I mean a wrestling challenge. Here's a challenge for you. <laughs> here's, a ch- here's a challenge for you. Sit through an episode of Challenge. <laughs> that wasn't enough. At the last minute, you change WrestleMania around and pull him out. That's not true. He lost his title there. is overflowing with talent. Shut up. You might lose. And talent... Will always prevail. From that fountain of misinformation. Old man Versace. <laughs> what was his name? Oh, he was like to split his. He knew how to split his enemies. Old man Profaci. He sure knew Whoa. how to split his enemies. Did I call him Versace? Oh my God. He did. Old man Versace. <laughs> he sure knew how to split his enemies. I'm confused. <laughs> confused. I'm right now that Ric Flair will once again. Become the World Wrestling Federation. I'm just surprised Perfect didn't accuse uh, Jack Tunney of stealing sensitive nuclear documents or something of that sort. God almighty. Jerked around, huh? Sounds like sour grapes to me. Is that what it sounds like? What would you do, Mr. Oakland, if some blowfish with paint on his face came in and took your slot? We're talking about... Rick Flair, the real world champion, not the ultimate warrior. And why? Because millions of little kids all over the world go, oh, it's the ultimate warrior. All right, that's that's kind of horrible with the audio editing. It's like all of a sudden, ah, like, oh, we, we ramped up the uh, decibel level there. Okay, all right. You hit amplify. Almost hey, feels like up. shoot. It almost feels like shoot like comments by Flair there. Like, yeah, no, I mean, it, well, all also the way he said the warrior, he sounded like Paul Barra. <laughs> he kind of uh, went ultimate warrior. I I, I think he holds. He holds Warrior in contempt because he probably in his mind's like, damn it, I used to work with the good face paint guy from the Blade Runners. And sure. now I got now I gotta work with this guy. Now I gotta work with this fucking guy. Mm. The world knows that me and Perfect got the corner on the market on the big girls. You understand? And here we are. London, England. 85,000 people. The biggest and grandest wrestling extravaganza of all time. SummerSlam. And we're not even on the card. Would you be upset? No. No. 
Yeah, don't don't worry, Rick. You know why? Just wait until thirty years from now on SummerSlam, and, and the, some of the dudes that are left off that card, <laughs> including Ric Flair. Uh, what I it would have been nice if they just said to Flair, like if Jack Tunney said, "All right, Mister Flair, who do you want to fight at SummerSlam?" <laughs> And he just picks a random dude, like just a random guy from the from the who wasn't on the card. Was Tito on the card? Tito was in the dark match with Papa Shango. Put Tito in there. <laughs> was All right. Slaughter I mean, on the card. Uh. Remember when Slaughter and Flair had that match? And it was actually a pretty good match. Like yeah. in '92, it was a pretty good match. I put Slaughter and. Because I know, I think like everybody said, oh, we have him wrestle Bossman, but Bossman was selling the injury still, and it, you know, you had nails on the card, so you knew there was going to be shenanigans afoot with fucking nails in him. Have him fight Slaughter, mm. or fucking Duggan or something. Have him come out and say, "I'll take on Slaughter." Slaughter! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you 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 literally spitball anything. Be like, all right, Flair Virgil. That 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 would have worked better than sure. not friggin' using him at all. Like he's like he's freaking Kevin Owens at, at SummerSlam, yeah. or or he's Sami Zayn or any he's of the, the other Continental Champion. Let's just not put that match on at all. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Is that is that Gunther? Yeah. Yeah, but the guy's the fucking champion. Yeah, we it, it, we're gonna run Gunther versus Nakamura at some fucking castle in Wales. Like, oh great, mm-hmm. that's that's lovely. Yeah. Reason to be, you think you can put Ric Flair? Look at him holding up the four fingers. Hmm. Old habits die hard, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the back burner and make. Why are they t- why are they popping for backburners? There's a lot of stove salesmen in attendance here. Come on, huh? Come on. <laughs> Make it stick. Raw. It goes like this, warrior. When the time is right, you'll pay the price. Savage. I'm looking at you. That title shot was mine. London, England was waiting for the nature of But now, let me promise you this. Whether it's tomorrow, next week, next month, or two months from now, I will be, we will be the World Wrestling Federation Champion again. Rick. <laughs> and Savage, Savage, this note goes out to you. Goes like this, Savage. Savage, even though you're riding tall, cowboy, you're riding for the fall. You know why? Because whether you like it or you don't like it, You've got no choice but to learn to love it because it is the best thing going today. And Gene, in closing, 
You see that little girl over there with her eyes so big? You know what she's saying to herself this very <laughs> moment? She's saying, oh my God, what's causing all this? Well, you know what? I, I was planning on giving the exact same promo word for word if the Orioles miss the playoffs. <laughs> good Lord. That was, that was good stuff, but we're, we're back at the round table. I mean, it's, it's funny that the guys, the guy who was just giving the promo was now at the round table. So we're <laughs> going to give him another two minutes, yeah. Duggan would... Time. Duggan's wearing a Tatanka shirt, so maybe the he, maybe the face locker room is more of a family than I thought. Talk to Mister mm. Savage. What happened to Ric Flair? WrestleMania was that fair? No, that wasn't fair to Flair. He <laughs> didn't continue the match. He didn't strip him of the title. He didn't say go on. Okay, fine, we can live with that. Shut up. But now <laughs> we should be having the match. Helen. At SummerSlam against Savage. It's been That's a month. That's what's fair. It's been a month, guys. When oh. are you going to get over it? We're not going to get over it, McMahon. Get back to where you belong. Yeah. Never tell me what to do, or I'll slap every whisker off your Maybe face. Maybe you got oh. me mistaken oh, for somebody goodness. else. Oh. I know you're upset about Flair. Hillbilly Jim just wants to sit back and stir the pot. <laughs> How dare Bobby Heenan talk to one of the favorites like that? <laughs> Bob Euchre's oh. pick for the WrestleMania 4 Battle Royal. <laughs> His crush. Conan Yay. Crush. I could tell right away I heard that. Definitely. Oh, it's Boo, Boo Radley. Bob Bradley. Oh. It definitely a missed opportunity. They should have ran Crush versus Skullvon Crush. For yes. the rights, for the it could have been like the battle for the letter T between Booker T and uh, Big T. <laughs> how, how dare they not do that? GI, hey, we got GI Bro out of it, so clearly uh, everything's gonna everything worked Booker, out in the end. Booker T versus Big T. Cr- Crush's hair is a fucking disgrace. I'm sorry, like that whole business up front thing. I mean. I don't even know if I can call it a mullet because the the back part is just it's so long that I think it almost exceeds mullet standards. Mm. He should have to attach a sign to it that says "oversized load." Come on, oversized load. Yeah, you know, like one of those trucks that like sneaks into the other lane, so you you have to swing out two lanes. Yes, it's certainly not as good as uh, as I always say. It's certainly not as good as Rod Beck's hair. Well, yeah. Boy, you really like bringing up Rod Beck. This is like the third or fourth time you've brought sure. up Beck on the podcast. Who doesn't like Rod Beck? R.I.P. Yeah. The guy was a genius. Well, I can tell I can tell you one thing. It is sad when they go young like that. When they go? <laughs> Come on, huh? It's a little Carmine behind it. There's revenge. Revenge. Payback for the 93 Dodgers. That he was fucking. <laughs> the whole team? Huh? Even Piazza? Sure. Yeah. Hunky Italian man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a crush match. What the hell? This, this is why we have to accelerate at a 92. I can't... 
just like call me when Crush is facing Repo Man at SummerSlam. Seriously. You know what I didn't realize, if we can move on from Crush to talk about something current, oh, I yeah? didn't realize that that clash at the castle was going to be like a real thing. I thought it was almost like how they were promoting like a... Remember how they promoted uh, the Clash of Champions and it was just like a house show? Yeah. I thought that's the Clash of the Cat. No, that's a legitimate... That's going to be like a legitimate pay-per-view. They call Saturday Night's main event any house show that's on a Saturday now, and the reason why is so that they can protect the trademark. Yeah. Because they know that AEW, in spite of all their protestations to be, like, different, um, would love to get their hands on some of the names that have been used in the past because they do have... Some of them have value. I mean, maybe not great balls of fire, but some of them. (laughs) Halloween Havoc has... Halloween Havoc, I would say, well, has value. They generally run those in NXT, right? Where, yeah. yeah. Same as Great American Bash. They're running that in NXT now. That, it that seems Amor- like all the, all the WCW names that they don't want to keep, they just give, to, they give them to uh, NXT. Here, have Battle Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Battle Bowl. No one wants Battle Bowl. <laughs> Not even AEW. <laughs> well, World War Three, I don't think you can really use. No, no, that's a sensitive one. You don't want to do World War Three, you know. But WCW always had a history of kind of having a little bad pun, punny things. Remember when they, remember the wrestler, the the Final Solution? Remember they oh, had him yes. out there for a while, and I was like, no, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, clearly their history books didn't proceed past like 1924 at the time no. in the WCW offices. Well, it was it was Atlanta. Uh, okay, Crush. We do, we done here? Oh, we're gonna he's gonna raise his hand and then he's gonna do the let him fall over thing or something. I don't know. All right, up next, Brett versus uh, Martel. Yes. Ooh, a little promo thing with some cool music. Or not? <laughs> I got excited there. I was thinking another commercial was coming, and I was like. Eh. Slam in which we will see the likes of Shawn Michaels squaring off against the model Rick Martel. I tell you, the biggest competition between those two guys is probably for mirror space. They're pretty vain. They're in there combing their hair (laughs) and brushing their teeth, want to make sure they look real pretty. Oh, yeah. Unlike you, Duggan. I don't worry about looking pretty. The way I make my real is in the ring. A real man. Beating people up. Let me show you something. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's going to be a couple of years from now, Jim. (laughs) Back when you guys are both in WCW. Another matchup that occurred uh, some time ago. We're going to take a look at it now. It involves the hitman Bret Hart defending the Intercontinental Championship against the model Rick Martel. And Mr. Hayes, I'd like to pick up your comments about this, but we're out of time. Well, we already kind of said our piece about about this particular matchup, but... What do you think is a better combo? Brett as a face facing a uh, heel Martel or heel Brett versus a face Martel? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. See, I want to say, I want to say it's probably heel Martel and face Brett, but I like both of those guys as heels and faces. So I'd say it's win-win either way. Over the last couple of years, I have gained a healthy amount of respect for Rick Martel's heel work 
while you know, while it might not be you know the greatest thing ever, I think it's consistently very good. So I would actually go with. I think you get more upside with Brett as the face and, and Martell as the heel, like you have here, versus Martell as kind of your classic 1980s babyface and Brett being. Brett as a heel in the 80s. Uh, there were, really, he's just the guy with the slimy hair hanging out with Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? Yeah, he would cheat more, and and yeah, he held up Savage to be. Uh, Hit with the guitar on Saturday night's main event. Yeah. Yeah, Hitman is a face. I'm I'm down for that any day of the week. So that's why I go with that combo. Okay. And uh, to to cap things off, this match to also took place in Hamilton, Ontario. Oh. So gotta gotta get more uh, Canadian content in here. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Martel is wearing kind of an off pink. What what color is that? I believe that is called puce. <laughs> like Brett Brett getting all pissed off because Martel's gear is too close to you. Couldn't have worn the friggin' purple, Rick. Really? I don't. You know what? I don't know if it is. Is it? Is it off? It's more like a neon pink. Well, I'm comparing it to what Brett is wearing, and, and it looks close, but I know I've been wrong on um, on colors before. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it, it, it. I don't know if it's the uh, the visual quality of the vi- of the video that we're watching, but I think it is. I think it is a different color. Yeah, it's a little bit more orangey. Yeah. Who's that referee? That's not anybody I recognize. Um, I thought that that was uh, Jimmy Corderas. Oh, maybe it is, it is Jimmy Corderas. That's exactly yeah. what it is. I mean, it's a, very, it's a very young Jimmy Corderas. Yeah, he's he's finally recovered four years after getting legitimately knocked out at four by Jimmy Hart's <laughs> megaphone. Yeah, you remember I, how that went down. I love the fact that there was an incident where a guy was knocked unconscious because Jimmy Hart laid one in. <laughs> let's let's think about that for a second. Jimmy Hart knocked this man unconscious. <laughs> What's with two cartwheel spots in a match with Rick Montel? Come on, buddy. He's, he's showing his cockiness there, and Brett's like, Eno- enough of this cartwheel shit. I don't know why Brett's talking like Sean Connery and uh, the Untouchables. Enough of the shit. Enough of this running shit. You know, if I was the WWE, I would have actually done the pay-per-view at the castle in Wales, not at the uh, not at the the, the 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 stadium that's just a few you know yards away. Well, I would have pro- actually I would have converted the castle into a stadium. The problem with the castle is when you have an event there, it definitely uh, invites some comparisons that might not be so favorable. For the WWE, not talking exactly because you would just expect Chosen to come in on a zip line and do a run in at any moment and hold Drew McIntyre at knife point, perhaps even with the man's own sword. Perhaps. <laughs> in their eyes, it's feel. And then the crowd turns on uh, McIntyre. Out. <laughs> yeah, well, because we all know Chosen is the ultimate hero. It lit. 1986, 85, 86 was a big time for hometown crowds to turn on dudes in the main events of movies between between Drago and Chosen. 
It was not good times. Home home field advantage was at an all time low in movies in the mid eighties. <laughs> in their eyes, it's will. <laughs> you have to respect Kumiko for taking the bump. <laughs> yeah, gotta respect the condom. <laughs> oh yeah, da- Daniel. It's funny. It's like Kumiko is is sensational Sherry, and he got a little bit of interference in that one early on. Oh, a little bit. She tried. Because she did the uh, Hulk Hogan choke out chosen with the T-shirt thing. Yep. <laughs> or was it a T-shirt? I'm trying to remember. I haven't watched uh, two in several months. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, we got our fill of two almost, right? Come on, man. That was almost two years ago now that they, we were reviewing those on the podcast. Was it really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, fo- I fondly remember our uh, ice-breaking one where we watched the ice-breaking scene. That, that's that's my favorite out of all the ones. That, that was a good one, yeah. Just because I noticed the fribbled cup at the end. <laughs> like, what is that? And also wondering if Miyagi ever got that refrigerated part, why he's carrying around more cash than Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> yeah. What I thought, too, wait, hold on. I thought it was really funny, too, when you tweeted out the picture of that. Well, you commented on the Lex Luger picture where Gorilla's in there with his, uh, yeah. his racing form. Yeah. And Luger appears to be shouting something loudly to this 1995 WWF booking meeting. And I believe it was, I'm going to WCW, guys, in a couple weeks. Don't, try not to book me in anything. Don't worry, Lex. We haven't booked you in anything in over a year at this point. I'm leaving, guys. I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> Have fun. No, I'm, I'm gonna, leaving. Okay. I'm going to turn up on Nitro in the ugliest shirt you've ever seen. What's Nitro? Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Bye. No, no, I'm leaving, guys. Yeah, we heard you the first 15 times. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. Well, Brett Brett got caught with like a stun gun there. Yeah. So, that, so now Martell is on offense. A stun gun. Shades of Sun, Steve Austin. And I and I've also gained an appreciation for Martell's in-ring heel work because this yeah. guy was this guy was the classic babyface for for ten years, and then all of a sudden he's got to adjust his in-ring work. Where he's got to be like super heelish and aggressive, you know that that that's a big change for somebody at their job. Yeah, what what changes at your job have you had to adapt to? Besides that guy stealing your desk that one time. Oh my God, I'm still so pissed off. I, I vowed revenge again this week because now, now I have to go to an I have to go to the new Boston office a couple of uh, times this coming week. And I'm and I'm going to be very particular about my desk. Ah, oh yeah. If if anybody even even looks at it, I I will take a shit in their desk drawer. <laughs> yeah, I've watched too much old wrestling. <laughs> like all the nature of my ribs are going, you know, going to the bathroom somewhere, it's making water, all about making, number twos. making water in somebody's coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and look, look at that. 
Gut wrench suplex by Martel. So you're saying that Martel was a baby face up until his heel turn on Tito. Yeah, for like the entire 80s. Whether it be Portland, AWA. I mean, I'm not saying that he might not have had like a match where he played heel in Japan or something. But, I mean, he's kind of like the typical... If you have to name like a typical 1980s babyface who's, you know, not Hogan, yep. Martel, Martel's one of the first guys I would think of. Tito, Tito's another. How, like, uh, why hasn't he been, why hasn't he been welcomed back into the fold of the WWF? I don't think he really cares about going into the Hall of Fame or else he would have. Now, I think it's entirely possible that it happens in the next couple of years if they are like, look. Uh, we're running out of people, Rick. We'll, we'll cut you a nice check. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That'll be that. And I give Martel credit for being one of the uh, few ex-wrestlers to not start a podcast. <laughs> well, that we know of. He might be doing, like, a French one up in, like, Quebec, you know? It just seems like I, I always respected Rick Martel for when he had better shit to do, he would just disappear for a while. Yeah. No, he was, he just take off. Rick Martel always seemed like the kind of guy who, wrestling was a hobby to him. It wasn't his job. A well-compensated hobby. I mean, yeah, he, he got, he dabbled in real estate and made enough there. Yeah. Just never needed, he never needed to be, he never was a guy that needed to be on the, it's, it, again, going back to like the Ric Flair thing where it's just, this guy just won't fucking go away. He's 185 years old, and he still thinks he can go out there. You're right. He has a pacemaker. Even Triple H said, he's like, I don't want, he's like, I have a pacemaker. I don't want to be in the ring with a pacemaker. Did Flair yeah. take, now, you didn't, you only watched highlights of the match, right? You didn't watch the actual match. No, I, I, I really Flair, haven't even, like, I really haven't even watched highlights because, I okay. mean, yeah. Yeah, you oh, don't like the, there's, there's the run-in camera. Uh, where they, they showed the aisleway in the background, and you can see Shawn Michaels making his way down. Martel hit Brett with the atomizer in the head, yes. and now he has him in the Boston Crab, and here comes Shawn skipping to his loo down to the ring. <laughs> Look at this. Bret Hart is in his submission hold, and Shawn Michaels is on hand as well. Shawn Michaels is on hand. So Sean, oh look at this, Bret Hart. Bret Hart just lost the Intercontinental title due to Shawn Michaels. <laughs> a Shawn Mike, uh, a match in which Bret is in a submission hold and the bell rings out of nowhere. But that's not going to happen five years from now. <laughs> so so our, you're saying this is the beginning of the fight between the two of them? It is, yeah. Martel is justifiably pissed off that he got Martel DQ'd when he had Bret in his hold. Shawn Michaels act. You act could argue, really yeah. fucking stupid right here. What this is? He's doing like a like I don't even know what to call it. It was like a gyration of his upper body. He looked like an asshole. Yeah, we're gonna need uh, Phil to step in and tell Shawn, be a man for Christ's sakes. The Rockers Silent. team has suffered enough shame, you know, with, with all the Genetti stuff. I, I, I gotta, I'm gonna go on record here. The more and more we talk, the more and more we look back at Shawn Michaels' career, <laughs> the less yes. some 
The less and less I'm enamored with him. Oh, now this guy. We can watch all day. Oh. Wow, that was a weird edit. It just all of a sudden cut to Papa Shango. Yep. Satanic black magic. Sick shit. I'm not going to argue the, with it. The Los Anderson brother. We, we only have a limited amount of time with Papa Shango left. We have to enjoy these moments. He's like, he's like a grandpa that, like... We're not going to have him anymore after a couple more weeks, and we just got to like enjoy these times. Grandpa. He's like a grandpa? I guess, yeah. Well, I compared him like to Gene Anderson last week, so might as well. He's going he's gonna to die soon? <laughs> we're, we're not, he's not going to be coming around here anymore. <laughs> no. Gorilla complaining about the smoke from Papa Shango. Who? Papa Shango. Well, there are some crematories around Brain where you can go and buy. Look at the terror in her face. A skull like that. Oh my God! What the hell? Yeah, she was a little. Uh, she was a little cross-eyed there. She must be a yeah. Shawn Michaels fan. Oh, hey now. <laughs> or a Duggan fan. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. No, go little ahead, You're a little disappointed. In that Shango isn't uh, going to work on a body part. Yeah. No, well, not yet. He started with the back. Oh, here we go. Yeah. That's a, The back is a body part. How many guys on each team? There's big tug of war. Oh, yeah. Oh, the WBF, WWF tug of war, which didn't have a clean finish. No. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely working on a body part. He's working on the back. Yeah. Oh, is he going to lock in the Boston Crab? What, two Boston Crab finishes in one show? Who's agenting this? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll be skipping over a couple of weeks of superstars. And I know that we're definitely going to watch the August 8th one because that's got Razor's debut. And we do have another Razor vignette coming up. On this show? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to miss out of this show. I think when we get to the end, I can kind of go back and review uh, what, what we might have missed compared to the U.S. program that has about 20, 25 more minutes. I would say it was probably just more table talk. <laughs> oh, good, good. We can edit as much of that out. I need yeah. to hear Hillbilly Jim's thoughts on Papa Shango. Yes. Well... Yeah. How do we how do we know that uh, Hillbilly Jim's horseshoe isn't some sort of voodoo thing? It, it is. The, well, you know, horseshoes are supposed to be lucky. How the fuck do you think they become lucky? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on, huh? Satanic black magic. <laughs> of course. Which I got to play because, uh, as as we know, uh, we don't have much time with Grandpa Grandpa Shango. He's satanic black magic. Sick shit. He's gonna go back. He's gonna go back to the strip club working as a bouncer. We don't have much time with Grandpa Anderson. <laughs> he's going to be someday. He'll become a fighting machine. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love me some Papa Shango. Oh, another fucking interview. Another platform interview. Yeah. And Oakland with his fucking target tie again. I am goddamn outraged. Why does he have to do this to me? Outra oh, no. It's boss man stuff. Oh, boss man? <laughs> there it is. Yes, come on out, boss man. 
We need we need more platform interviews here today. No, no, no. It's a hell of a makeup job. You gotta play the. Buckwheat has been shot. Yes. Well, no, I don't know if we're gonna see the whole thing again. My shirt is unbuttoned to the navel. I'm the big boss man, and I wear a hat. <laughs> and I have this. And I wear a hat. <laughs> like the seriously, it's like. Why don't you button a few of those buttons, boss man? You're like trying to ape Razor Ramon's gimmick here. I still wear the Confederate flag on my shirt. <laughs> well, that's just part of the Georgia flag at that time. But yeah, yeah, the Georgia flag, they were very creative in that they made the Confederate flag like half of it. Which, by the way, is like the last state flag that is going to be changed because of, uh, you know, whatever happened there, not mm-hmm. the Civil War, is the Massachusetts state flag. Yeah. I, I saw that on the news the other day. There's a big push Which for it I, to be changed. And, and I understand the reasons for it, but it's totally out of South Park how. I never noticed, like, oh, here is this this noble this noble Native American Massasoit there. And it's like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. It's like, hey, Pete, did you ever notice the giant white guy arm with the sword that's right over his friggin' head? Yeah, I actually never noticed that before. <laughs> I thought it was like a style thing, like a ribbon. I never looked closely at it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna be in Boston later today for the Red Sox and Yankees game, and. Um, uh, yeah, be sure to look for me when Aaron Judge hits his home run because they always they always cut to the fifth row of the bleachers. So I'll be oh where. Be... You know, I never noticed that either. The big sword thing. Yeah, that's a that's so weird. I never noticed that before. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't it like in South Park where they had the state flag that was like a black guy being lynched in the middle and people holding hands around it and all the kids are <laughs> all we ever saw was the holding hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we see what we want to see. All right. Well, I'm glad we don't have these awkward phone conversations with the boss man anymore. <laughs> uh, hello, Gene. Hi. Well, this it? is me. Hello, this is me, Gene. You said the other day you go, this is K-Fabe character, me, Gene. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Ray. Answer the phone. Why did you wait until the fourth ring? What am I on? Some <laughs> fucking pay no mind list? Come on, huh? Come on, huh? Me, Gene. Uh. You know, I've never felt as lonely as I did when I was laying in that hospital bed, broken ribs, my face swollen up, a busted knee. Well, he was lonely because nobody from the babyface locker room, number one, came to save him, and number two, bothered to visit him in the hospital. No. <laughs> nobody. He, he was up. He was away a long time. Nobody went up there. It would have been funny if, like, Boss Man came out and the first thing that he said was... What do you hear? What do you say? (laughs) Why is this his fucking song? (laughs) It would have been really funny if he came out and he said that the only person to visit him in the hospital was Jimmy Hart. Like, it would have just been... It would have just been funny if he just named, like, a random... A random heel. (laughs) The only one that came to visit me in the hospital was the warlord. Where, where's my letter-writing campaign? Like, I didn't write get-well cards to the boss, man. 
Yeah, he's, nobody he's, did. He's just not respected. No, he couldn't <laughs> fucking sell it. He couldn't sell a nails feud. What a no. crime. What a crime. The doctor's coming in telling me they don't know if I'd ever walk right again or not. As I laid there, I must have asked myself a thousand times, is it all worth it? Is being law, order, and justice in the World Wrestling Federation worth giving my life up for? Well, this question wasn't answered till I went home to Georgia and I was sitting on my front porch and a six-year-old boy, one of the neighbor's kids from down the street, came running down. Boy, these platform interviews, it's always a kid just down the street. <laughs> Almost feels like it's totally fucking made up. Come on, huh? <laughs> we know the fucking boss. We know that the boss man didn't have a fucking porch. <laughs> Stop reminding me that this is fake. All right, guys? Please. <laughs> I'm fucking begging you. Just don't. What a win. Don't tell me that this is fake by what you're saying. You don't ever admit the existence of this. Yeah. Thing. Don't 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 admit that this is this is all phony baloney. Come on. When I went back home to Georgia, and I went back to my two bedroom apartment on the <laughs> sixth floor walk up with my wife and my two daughters <laughs> in Ackworth. Because remember, he's just from Cobb County. Like we don't specify. Is he from Smyrna? Is he maybe from Sandy Spring? We don't know. He's just from no, Cobb the, County. He's from Marietta. They tore down Marietta the. Co- they, they tore down the boss man's house to build that brave stadium out in uh, <laughs> the big boss man's birthplace. They tore it down. I want to know. Do they have a little plaque next to where the big boss man was born? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, Ray Trailer was actually born in Topeka, Kansas." I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I think anybody who can uh, pass at the gimmick uh, Big Bubba, I, I, th- I think he's a pretty legit southerner, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. He was actually, and he was born in Marietta, Georgia. So, yeah. yeah. Ray Trailer. Mm-hmm. Hugged me around the neck and asked me if I was all right. Told me he was worried about me. Right then and there. That six-year-old boy answered every question I needed to know. I'm here to tell you, I know what I have to do. Nails, you beat me, but you didn't break me because you can't break the law. And I'm making a promise to that six-year-old boy and every man, woman, and child that believe in law, order, and justice. I'm going to make a promise to you. Wherever you might be, wherever you are, I'm coming after you nails, and when I get you in that ring, I'm taking your Oh. Whoa, hey now. <laughs> you can't wow, say bo- that on television. Boss man getting blue. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty clear that the problem with this feud is on the nail side rather than the boss. Mm. Even though boss man had definitely declined. Um, yeah. Nails isn't exactly helping. I would go back and I would save the boss man. <laughs> Remember how I said I would go back and save Earthquake? I would go back and save the boss man. No, you can't do it. You're you're a heel manager in global. Remember? <laughs> you you got you got to go help out Iceman Parsons if you if you're gonna do anything. And then and then if then if there's time, you can do boss man. 
and the guy comes out the following tape, like television taping with one of the foam belts. <laughs> like that would have been really funny. Boy, I don't know where it is. I, I left it in a Longhorn Steakhouse. Oh, come on. That's preposterous. No champion could ever leave their championship belt in a Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> At least I, make I, a Capitol Grill. I, I love that story with, with Jericho. Drunkenly, leave, yeah. drunkenly leaving shit behind. Because it's the most human Chris Jericho has been in the last five years. <laughs> yes, very much so. Oh, are we getting a sneak peek into the briefcase? I think I saw, like, airline tickets. <laughs> it's like in uh, Goodfellas when they blurred out the name of the airline. Yeah. It's clearly American Airlines, but we're not allowed to see that. And uh, in, okay. In, in fulfillment of the scriptures, we get Owen and Ted to start out. So, I have, a, I, have a, I, have a, I have an answer for you here. Yeah? So, we had one, two... Three, four matches where High Energy fought Money Inc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It was a. There was three matches where they fought Money Inc. And then there was one where it was High Energy and then Natural Disasters defeated Money Inc. and the Beverly Brothers. And then okay. we have one match. February 16th, 1989, Ted DiBiase defeats the Blue Blazer. Ah! Night's main event. Oh, my Saturday God. Saturday Night's main event, which you would have watched. Yeah, how did I forget the March of 89 Saturday Night's main event? That, that's that's when it would have aired. That's the one where Rooster defeats Brooklyn Brawler. The Brainbusters defeat the Rockers. Uh, Hogan defeats Bad News Brown. And Beefcake defeats Rick Rude. My memory for that sort of stuff is, has been lacking lately. How do I forget... That's one of my favorite Saturday Night Main events because I loved, I loved Bad News in that match with Hogan. He decided to be yeah. so brazen and, and call spots over the house mic. <laughs> it's ghetto blasted time, fool. <laughs> Is his exact words. <laughs> DiBiase and Jimmy Hart seems like a weird combo. You. Like, uh, of the classic managers of the 80s, I know Heenan's not managing anymore, but you'd associate Ted more with Heenan because they did business together. Yeah, I it, they did. I don't I don't think there will be a manager aside from Bobby. Well, let's see. Who else could have gone with Ted DiBiase in the 80s? Ted, Maybe Slick. Ted and Slick did business together at 89 Rumble. But is Ted... Are you only saying Slick only really because... Virgil is black and Slick is black, and you just can't tell the no, difference. No, no, I black no. I think I think Slick Slick loved money, and DiBiase loved money, and they have that in common. Jimmy Hart, you don't think of as being money grubbing. You just think of him as being sneaky and conniving. Can I just say? Can we just talk about the fact that Coco Beware looks really fat on his bottom part because of the pants he's wearing? Like, I don't think Coco was as fat as he appears to be. <laughs> or maybe he was. But, like, look at him. He he looks like he's the biggest, fattest ass. Baby got back all right. I mean, good well, lord. The, those those pants were the style at the time, yes. Oh, my God. They are not. The, oof. I, I said like they're supposed to be wearing the clown pants. They're supposed to be baggy pants. Baggy. <laughs> These are the most comfortable pants I've ever felt in my life. Meanwhile, <laughs> we'll go to Coco for promo. Oh, yeah. I never had a pair of pants.
pants feel this good in my life. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like why? Like why is he pulling up the pants? He's got because the suspenders aren't working properly. Good lord, Coco. They're not very aerodynamic either. I think it's a mistake for somebody. Although Coco is more, Coco's got more ground-based offense at this point. I'm not saying he's like a service academy in college football, but he's not going to the air quite as much. But like he's got his pants pulled up above his belly button. So what? That and he what just pulled it up further. <laughs> Why are you pulling up your pants, Coco? Stop questioning his oh. methods. I need to go back to watch that Coco match where he beat the shit out of that job. Uh, <laughs> the the mass Patriot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I want uh, did DiBiase tag in? Come on, Ted, tag in. I want to get a couple of '88 Survivor Series main eventers having a go at it. Ding. <laughs> instead, instead we get uh, IRS still. Yeah. Oh my God, can you can we watch this match? At- 10, 10 speed. <laughs> if you if you want to, sure. I think I think Gorilla and Lord Al will be interesting to hear at one and a half times speed. Gorilla accusing Lord Al of being friends with Lanny. Something, something's going on there with Lord Al and Lanny. There's more to that than meets the eye. Oh. <laughs> uh, a, a, a lot of stuff was meeting the eye when it came to Lord Al and uh, Lanny. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh Alfred Hayes. We miss him I put it back. I put it back at the normal speed because I don't think I can take that much pleasure at one time. <laughs> and then there, there. Okay, now we get Ted in there with Coco, so it's bringing back some fond memories for me. Earthquake and Typhoon, who, in my opinion, won the title at WrestleMania in the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis. Instead of Carly Spots, DiBiase and Coco are just having a back and forth over who Bill Watts liked better. <laughs> and I think I know that... He liked me. Let, let, let's just say I think I know between DiBiase and Coco which person Bill Watts liked more. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't put my finger on it, uh, what it is, the difference between those two guys that would make Bill Watts hmm. like one of them more than the other. Hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. It, I was going to ask if there's any Owen IRS matches, but really, who gives a shit? <laughs> um, oh, all right, I'll do it. I'll look no, it. no, no, no. Don't, no, don't, don't you nope. mind with any of that. It's too late. I got to do this. <laughs> it's already too late. <laughs> what happened? I just went to the thing, and it came up with nothing to see here. Oh. Well, that works. They're giving these, they're giving this, these, some of these matches on prime time, some, you know, a, a good, good deal of time. Yeah. You know, eight to eight to ten minutes in that range. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the IRS. Uh, 
Owen tagged in. Referee didn't see it because uh, of the angle. He was at a bad angle. Yeah. So I'm very eager to see Hot Tag Owen. Hot Tag Owen. Yeah. We all are. Yeah, this is taking way too long. (laughs) Well, well, IRS couldn't get up the uh, suplex. Which, no, because Coco's, Coco's yeah. a fat piece of shit now. He's like <laughs> forget, Dennis the Menace. Forget fat Coco. <laughs> forget fat Coco. Forget, forget skinny Dom. Yep. Went over to and Jersey it, and never came back. And there, and here's Hot Tag Owen. House of Fire. House of Fire, Hot Tag Owen. Oh, and there, there's Coco. He's all right, folks. Now, I don't think anybody is uh, thinking that uh, High Energy is going to win the titles because they literally had only been put together after Mania. Yeah. Oh, here we go, the briefcase. Oh, what a surprise. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that, see, this is what bothered me about Money, Inc., is that they always did this kind of shit where, like, DiBiase would win matches... You know, on his own, or it's just it was constantly with the fucking IRS cheating. Yeah, that's the thing that just I couldn't stand. It was just it, it's it was not very the, it's, similar to like. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's not the cheating; it's that the nature of the cheating is so one-dimensional. It's the same. It's the yeah. same bit. It's the same bit, yeah. love. <laughs> I wanted to say love like I was British. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay, love. It's just <laughs> oh god. Teddy Yassi, I know this. I know this lengthened his career by a few years, but man, did it make his fucking stock plummet being with fucking IRS. My opinion of Ted DiBiase as a professional wrestler just fucking plummeted. <laughs> Seriously. Ooh. Well, I cut off really quickly there. That little bumper music. It's not exactly Memphis where you get the full. All right. And, of course, Sky Sports, acquiring the rights to one of the most phenomenal World Wrestling Federation events of all time on a delayed broadcast basis. You can see SummerSlam on Sky on Monday night, August 31. Well, they had to film this separate for the U.K. show. Yeah. Yeah. None of this shit for the U.S. You've got the tag team champions, DiBiase and IRS, squaring off against well, Legion of... Well, they won't be tag team champs when they get there. You've got, of course, for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship, the Hitman Bret Hart against the British Bulldog. And, of course, for the World Wrestling Federation Championship, Macho Man Randy Savage meeting the Ultimate Warrior. What more could you ask for? Nothing I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this fucking lineup. Should probably just say it rather than do the drops because they're getting hung up today. Well, we're, here's a question. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Look at this why, fucking lineup. Yeah, thank you, Richie. Why <laughs> couldn't they? Why did they have to air it on a Monday versus doing it live? I mean, London's only five hours ahead. Like, if they did it at five, if they did it at eight p.m., it would have been a three-hour start time in Boston for. You know, a show on pay-per-view. Saturday pay-per-views they did not uh, do very often because, well, they did it for Rumble 91. 
But other than that, you know, no no pay per views to that point on a Saturday. And also, you would have had to run in the middle of the afternoon, which I would have been fine with. But I think part of it is they they bump it to Monday because I don't think I, I don't know if prime time would have aired that night because the U.S. Open tennis would always wreak havoc mm. uh, every uh, end of August, beginning of September. Yeah. So, uh, kind of annoying. Although they would just bump to another day of the week, I guess. So it it, re- it really doesn't matter. But I th- the other thing is, I think they wanted to make sure that they had completely sold out the building, because while they mm. sold a ton of tickets up front, there was definitely some left. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting there talking about well, tickets still available on certain broadcasts. So yeah. Okay. You can take the warrior off the card and put Ric Flair in there against Savage, where he belongs. You don't give up, do you? No, I don't give up. I'm not a quitter. Well, we're winners. Wait a minute. Now, if you guys were real such great winners, then why was it Ric Flair put in that position to begin with? Seems like if you guys were doing your job, let us answer the question. Bad management. Bad management. And is it not true that there's a little bad blood here because? With Maybe. what you were allegedly saying earlier on, you, you blamed Bobby Heenan, Mr. Perfect, and and you, and you were blaming... This would have been so much better if Vince had just fucking said, screw it, and decided to just be John McLaughlin. <laughs> Wrong! I, I ask you, Mr. Perfect. Because <laughs> Mr. Perfect is in the Pat Buchanan seat, you know, yes. to, John, to John's left and uh, mm-hmm. on, on, the, on the far end. Heenan's in the Jack Germond seat, and uh, Duggan is uh, Morton Conjacki, and um, Hillbilly Jim is Eleanor Clift. And that's a sentence that's never been said before in history. (laughs) Hillbilly Jim Jim is Eleanor Clift just makes me, just makes me smile. (laughs) Well, I didn't really blame you. Yeah, you guys had a little problem. And you had a comment before the broadcast about Mr. Perfect. Uh, you did? Yeah, well, I didn't say sure nothing. You did. It just seemed to be. Oh, no, I, I, when I meant it was a matter of money. That's the only thing I brought up with you. Well, well, I didn't bring up a thing. I just said that. Um, well, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, what, we're talking what, about what, what all these matches. Kind of slipped my mind, but, I was, but it was nothing derogatory about you. I mean, oh, I, I mean, you're That's the best. Right. Oh, I, I heard, heard it. it. I wanted to right. right. no, let's thank you too. Are they planting some seeds there, or am I crazy? No, it's not. Am I crazy, or is this a lot of gum? That's a lot of gum. <laughs> there he is, the great Skullvon Crush. Oh, Vito. He's now going by Vito. <laughs> All right. There he is. Ah. And, and the British Bulldog is here, and I'm pretty sure that after a power slam, Vito's bottom is going to be impacted. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And, and now, now that he's got the title shot, uh, it, it's pretty clear what's going to happen for anybody who is paying attention. Oh, yeah. there's that same sign from the Royal Rumble for Davy Boy that the kid held oh, yeah. up real quick when Bulldog's yeah. music hit when he was number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether he likes it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vito, Vito here is kind of a big dude for a 92 enhancement guy. I mean, we're used to seeing Barry Hardy, Dwayne Gill, and unfortunately we're Vito. not seeing either of those guys this week. Vito. 
Vito Kruss. He can't decide if he's Italian or German. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing a he's wearing a German esque design, you know, looking like mm. Baron von Raschke. <laughs> I don't know if he's necessarily going for that gimmick, but yeah, he kind of looks like it. Oh, good. We got a uh, Brett promo on Bulldog. Okay. So. All right. Uh, Give me some betting odds here. Oh, are we are we going to get through an entire show without gambling on promos? No, of course not. Because nope, here it comes. Because my uh, my question is, will will Brett? Say the SummerSlam. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the answer is yes. So, to make this interesting, will yeah. Brett say the SummerSlam twice? Oh. Or let's yes. let's see, let's even make will Brett awkwardly use the word "the" in front of something where it's not necessarily needed more than once. Oh, that's that's like that's a given. Yes. Okay. Let's... You got to give me an over or under on like how many he does. Well, one and a half. One and a half. If he does it twice, I, I'll be surprised because you we okay. know we're getting the SummerSlam. Okay. And we'll probably All right. will we get the now when he if he says the British Bulldog that doesn't count because that's like his full name the British Bulldog. Mm. So if he's like at the Wembley. You know, it's got to be awkward. It's got to be Brett-like. Yeah, the Wembley. (laughs) Okay. SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium. It's kind of like a real cool cat walking into a dog pound. Wembley Stadium, I know you're going to be cheering for the British Bulldog. That's natural. But the excellence of execution is going to be right on. And when I cross the pond, I'm not going all the way over there to lose. Wow, zero. He didn't, he didn't say even th- say the SummerSlam. I'm convinced as time is going along that Brett would just say the SummerSlam to mess with American audiences. I, I think that he, it was like this quiet rib that he was playing on Americans. Son of a bitch. And it was going to come out eventually in that 97 angle, but they just didn't have time. And <laughs> it just seems crazy to me. What? Uh, a thumb to the eye uh, by Vito there. I was trying to think of a joke, but I couldn't come up with one uh, quickly enough. And here's the... See, it, his bottom would be more impacted by an inverted atomic drop, but the power slam will have to do. Power slam. And I can see Bulldog's gear. He borrowed Brady Boone's boots. Because mm. he's got the BB on it. <laughs> yep. Brady Boone. Yeah, this match is from Superstars. So it's Vincent Perfect. Once again, the superstar from the United Kingdom proves he is one of the most ferocious competitors in the singles ranks. Oh, good. We get an event center. This is Oh, my God. Yeah. This is an event. All right. Okay. Here we go. It's going to be. Is it a SummerSlam event center? No idea. Be prepared for a dogfight. 
Up to this point, nobody has been able to figure out just what part of the animal kingdom Kamala hails from. The Ugandan giant is standing by with his handlers. <laughs> Do you have your Whippleman hat? I, I want to make sure that everything is set for when I want you to dress up as Whippleman. <laughs> Whippleman. Hey, everybody, this is Harvey Whippleman. I mean, yeah, I know I said I'd like to go as Sid, but frankly, I might be better off going as Kamala, given, given that I have put out a few pounds. We don't want to do that. That's, uh, no, uh, no. Maybe you should go as Kim Chi instead. You don't want to be in blackface. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll throw a mask on and wear one of those nice uh, safari hats or whatever. Yeah, do that instead. Yeah, 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 yeah do that. Whippleman uh, does not... Look, yeah, he wears the tie, but he has it so loose that he has the top button un- unbuttoned. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but the thing... Like, remember when we would do the Sid promos and Whippleman would be like, Will Whippleman talk? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and All right, like so... Five straight weeks, he just stood there and didn't say anything. Like, he's the little All Japanese right. guy in the Yakuza and the Simpsons. <laughs> All right, but let's see. I got a bet here, okay? Well, what's that? All right. Does Kamala, how how many noises does Kamala, like, how how long in this, what is this, probably 30 seconds? Yeah. How long of the 30 seconds does Kamala just go like, <laughs> the whole time? Or? Well, that's, no, no, this, that's difficult to measure. I would say 14 seconds. Okay, 14 seconds. Yeah. All right, hold on, I'm going to time this. Okay. All right. And... Go. Can you imagine standing in the ring, looking across at this man, over 400 pounds, almost seven foot tall, and the man doesn't care about anything. He doesn't feel pain. He doesn't care if he hurts you. The man doesn't care if he gets up on the top rope and flies through the air with the greatest of ease and comes down with the big splash. There's nothing left to do but a dark spot. What you have to realize is the only one in the whole Okay, so he- Christ, that was well, it was way over. And second of all, that was like a fucking sports radio show. It's like three people just yelling over each other. Well, why don't you shut the fuck up? I'll ask the question and listen to the answer. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, so Whi- Whi- Whippleman, total total disappointment. He's got to go. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Like we had Slick, Jimmy, and Heenan for so many years, and, and now we got this guy who we can't even hear over over both Kim Chi no. and Kamala. Mm. Fucking nauseating. Fucking nauseating is yeah. If you, if you, if you ask me, yeah. Don't worry. Phil, Phil will get here and he'll weigh in as well. But yeah, Mo- Mooney has his eye on the German pornography. They keep running for him off screen. <laughs> Fucking nauseating. They even brought it in at the new event center for him. A separate bigger TV. <laughs> Obviously, Kamala is not choosy when it comes to opponents. So far, the merciless Ugandan has feasted on the competition. Choosy uh, cannibals choose Jeff. <laughs> the fucking puns. Sean Mooney, ugh. I mean, he's a master of his craft, yes, but good lord, the puns. He, he, he's lord. got about eight months left here. 
He's got to go. He's, he's, run, he's running out of shit. He, guys, I'm running out of tape here. I, I just can't do this shit anymore. I've been recording event centers for, by location for a long time. Oh, boy. A crush. Uh, <laughs> he starts off, hi, everybody. I'm Crush. Let's go now to David Putty. Uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking, if we did an 88 project, should we just start with Mooney's debut? <laughs> like, when he's shouting the event centers at a loud volume, because he doesn't know how he's supposed to talk on television. <laughs> no, we'd start with main event, I think. Oh, good. Yeah. On a starvation diet is the massive crush. Hi, it's me, Crush. <laughs> Ever since I can remember... I just love to crush things. Ugh. And well, now that I'm a member of the World Wrestling Federation, again, things here are just a lot bigger and a lot tougher to crush. In fact, this is where you'll find the biggest and toughest competition in the world, period. But I'd, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all you fans. Upon my arrival, you've been giving me a lot of support, and I certainly do appreciate it. But I'm going to have to send this message out to anyone who gets in Crush's way. I'm not the nicest guy in the world. I may not be the friendliest, but I am a fair man. But whoever steps in the ring with me is going to find out just why I got the name Crush. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was, uh, like, if that was a 79 Bob Backwood promo, <laughs> like, all right, that's a little too fucking dry. This um, is 1992 here. So... Somebody was screaming in the background. I couldn't tell who it was. Yeah, it somebody, promo in the background. Yeah, somebody was haunting it, and uh, that was a fun couple of weeks when, like, uh, mm. we had people haunting. Uh, like, what was it? Tito Santana was haunting a few promos. <laughs> Paul, Bear, Paul Bear was haunting his own promo. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. And now, everybody, it's a it's a nails match called by Gorilla and Lord Al. How do you release someone like that, Albert? Obviously, this guy has not been rehabilitated. I would say not. Definitely the parole board, they need to look into what they do in this world today. <laughs> the parole board. <laughs> Lord, Lord Al is uh, following the parole boards of various jurisdictions. And he's, he doesn't like what he sees. Uh. I didn't know Lord Al was in the lock him up and throw away the key. You know, other than, you know, his women. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fucking, I can't even imagine. We're really going to end this show on fucking nails? I'm, I'm afraid so. Yeah. Hey, we've made it through an hour and eight minutes of this video a lot quicker than we've done some of these in the past, right? I think so. Yeah. We're not, we're not even at two hours uh, recording, which includes our usual oh. bullshitting session at the beginning. When, when, your, when, your brother, when your brother was professing his love for Chris Sale and, and yes. pray, praying for his speedy recovery. Yeah, bullshit. 
we bicycle. Bicycle. Maybe if Repo Man had repossessed Chris Sale's bicycle, yes. he wouldn't have gone back yes. on the injured list. That's what we were missing this week. We were missing the superstar of the year, Repo Man. Yeah. Instead hey. of the fucking nails. He's carrying the company, but we don't get him on TV this week. And it, it kind of it shows. The drop-off is apparent. Oh, nails. <laughs> Bill Clinton was watching this? Oh, no, no George Bush was watching it. Yeah, Bush 41 was watching a lot of episodes of UK primetime. That's why he lost the election that year. It would have been really funny if, instead of making a comment about Simpsons being lowbrow, he made a comment about nails being lowbrow. <laughs> it, would, it would have won the election. He could have at least maybe carried New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of dudes like nails in New Hampshire. I'm pretty sure. Like, what I what I could never understand is him when he's gripping the he's gripping the the the, the baton there, right? The billy club. Yeah. And yeah. he's like pulling at the tip. Like what is he pulling at the tip for, nails? You're not in prison anymore. You don't have to do that. Hmm. You don't have to do that sort of action anymore. Yeah. You, know, you can get a, you can get a lady on the outside if that's what you're into. You can get a man on the outside if that's what you're into, but you don't have to be forced into prison rape. Hmm. Oh, I, I hate nails. I uh, can assure you, we will not be watching the next episode of Prime Time Wrestling. Although Look, it's the kill, it's it's the Nasty Boys versus the Killer Stallions or the uh, Young Bees. I thought preference. they were the I thought they were the Young Bees. Hey, <laughs> two two winning uh, guys from the '87 tag team match at uh, Survivor Series. The, yeah, the sole survivors were the Young Stallions and the Killer Bees. Like, what the fuck was with that booking? So, it's it's 87 Survivor Series, so it's not a ding. Yeah, it's no ding. It's more like a gong. Mm. <laughs> it's a dong, dong. <laughs> 87 Survivor Series is a sneaky, fun pay-per-view for me, but mainly for that part of the women's match where it's just the Jumping Bomb Angels and Jesse Ventura is losing his fucking mind on commentary. It's so, it's yeah. so beautiful to hear. Mm-hmm. Bong. And from a recent match in Sheffield, <sighs> my old buddy Hacksaw Jim Duggan goes one well. one with a repo man. Well, teammates at the 89 SummerSlam uh, collide. <laughs> <laughs> 89 SummerSlam blowing off. <laughs> 89 SummerSlam. Whatever happened there? <laughs> oh, when when it, uh, the the two by four to a came. Whatever happened there? God bless the soul. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, we'll watch something. <laughs> the ultimate puke. I don't know if we'll go right to the uh, August 8th Superstars. Hey, we, we lost the Razor Ramon vignette. That's one of the things uh, that we lost. Uh, I, I, think what I, need, I think what I need to do is look up the full version of uh, Primetime Wrestling to yeah. see exactly what we missed. I mean, not, not that I'm going to regret missing any of it. I mean, the Razor vignette would have been nice to... It would have been. A, it's a nice to have. 
You know, it's, it's like yeah. when you're house shopping. Uh, yes. Let's see. We did not get Sergeant Slaughter versus Richie Rich. Mm. Nor did we get the Razor Moon vignette. Tatanka versus uh, Kato. Nope. Uh, we did get Skinner versus Jason Knight, and it looks like the rest of this we did get. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Na- even yeah. Nails versus Whatever Tony happened. Roy. <laughs> Whatever happened there? Yeah. Just, just you know, taking a peek ahead at superstars coming up. Uh, Whatever. It, it, what we might, what we might expect. For uh, let's let's say the seven uh, twenty-five uh, superstars. Uh, yeah, okay. So the update segment talks about the natural disasters winning the tag team titles. Oh, which was a house show, if I remember right. Update. Yes. From the pages of the World Wrestling Federation magazine. I, you know, here's Minji. Maybe we should maybe we should watch Challenge next week, where they'll do the update segment telling us about the disasters, but we won't get another Beverly Brothers match, cause, or or another Nails match, Nails versus Jason Speed. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure we'll get the vignette on Ramon. Um. Yeah, I can't. I don't, I don't know if I can do another Nails match. I could do another Beverly's match. I could. Because, again, it, there's always a chance that you're going to get, and that goes double for you, too, Ellering. So there's always a chance with that. I just don't think I can. I can't do another Nails match. Man. You can't. For, you have forced so much Nails upon me. <laughs> like, I remember back when I said I don't want to watch Nails at all, and I have been. We've had to watch so much fucking Nails. No, I one, can't do it. What? One time, though, you said, "You know what? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it." And I think that's the one that I remembered out of all the things that you've said. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Well, yes, you you have made that abundantly clear that you would like <laughs> you would you would like to challenge Kevin Wachholz to a duel to the death. <laughs> to to quote Jim Cornette. On uh, what he hopes in for between him and Vince Russo, I hope I live long enough to be able to take a piss on Kevin Walkowitz's grave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the uh, uh, wrestling challenge. We got Brett, Mountie, Undertaker, Martel. Right. Yep. The yep. the uh, Savage yep. Warrior Flair perfect interview brawl, and then mm-hmm. uh, then the Nasty Boys. But I I feel like something's got to be missing. In there, because it's not telling us about the update segments or the, uh, um, or the or the event centers. Yeah, you know, yeah. the event the event centers for something like the um, for for challenge, probably a, a little bit different. Um, and yeah, they do tell us it, the natural disasters beat Money Inc at that taping in Worcester, Mass. Okay. Um. And then, you know, there's some stuff about WBF body stars and uh, also yeah, now a, a SummerSlam report as well. Do we do we get the Razor vignette, though? I am pretty... Yeah, yeah, included a vignette promoting the debut of Razor Ramon. Oh, good. Of course. All right, so July 26th challenge. We'll, we'll watch good. next week. Good. Yeah, yeah that, make, that makes me uh, pleased as punch. We got down, we got up, we got funky, and we got bad. Yeah. We sure did. 
We're getting ever so closer to England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to go to England one day. Like Who's in real life. Yeah. Well. It's, Didn't you it's go? A... You went you went for that baseball game, right? The Red Sox Yankees. Didn't you go? Yeah, tie, tying it back to today, because, of course, I'm going to the Red Sox Yankees tonight at Fedway. And, yeah, they had that at the... Uh, 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 it's not Olympic Stadium. I think it was just called London Stadium. It's where um, I forget which team <laughs> plays there. It Soccer. wasn't at the Royal Hall. Uh-huh. I did see the Royal Albert Hall on that on that trip, and I, I saw something delightful out front. It was some British man smoking a pipe, and I took <laughs> I took I took a picture of him because I was like, "There's no more British thing that I'm going to see on this trip than a fucking guy smoking a pipe in front of the Royal Albert Hall." Where the British Bulldog vanquished 19 other competitors to win the Savavagosois Trophy, the Sassafras Trophy. I don't, I can't remember the exact name of it. The Sassafras Trophy. Yeah, <laughs> that's handed out every. The Sassafras Trophy is now handed out every time Jim Ross retweets a porn account. <laughs> so basically, four times a week, I think. Only four times, Winston. Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was payback for that. <laughs> Corey was fucking. <laughs> I, I know. Well, look, we're not, we're not going to do the TV theme this week because that's for Nails promos. Yes. You got to clear the pal when they run that same yeah. fucking Nails promo where he says, who's the boss now, boss man? Like, oh, great. Great. Who's great. the boss now, boss man? Uh, Vince, why do you do uh, you you just keep running the same fucking promo of uh, ninety two Vince will once continue to face criticism from me. He's just not the bulldog that eighty four Vince was. No, it's funny. Does Vince McMahon's career track exactly the same as Jack Morris? Where like <laughs> he had a huge eighty four, a huge ninety one, <laughs> was pretty good in between, and then he gets to Toronto in ninety two when things just fall off the table. I think Vince is Jack Morris. And don't forget, they probably have the same attitudes towards women, approximately. <laughs> Jack Morris. Oh, boy. Where's Jack Morris these days? Do you ever wonder why Vince didn't call the moves? He was announcing to the score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What's Jack <laughs> Morris doing these days, though? Is he, is he, has he been forced from all forms of baseball? <laughs> He's just sitting at home now? No, he was at the Hall of Fame, and when he was introduced, and I was watching the broadcast where they introduce all the Hall of Famers who sit on the stage, uh, yeah. I, booed, I booed him because, uh, dude, you're the worst fucking guy on that stage. Like, seriously. Wow. You had a career that where your ERA was 6% better than the league average, and you're in the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable! Like Bruce Hurst is fucking more worthy than never Jack Morris. Ne- listen, never won a Cy Young, never won an MVP, never won. A- he never drew a dime. <laughs> so somebody's gonna argue that he sold out the Metrodome in '91. Nope, never happened. <laughs> You're thinking of Wrestle Rock. <laughs> Look, he was 18 and 12 in '91. That's not. That's that's okay. It's okay. Forever, it's really. We're doing pitcher records now, like. Well, I mean, he was twenty-one and six in Toronto in '92, so I don't know about his career. It fell off after '92, but you know, he was only around for two more years after that. But you yeah. know, twenty-one and six, 
pretty good. But that's like it's twenty one and six. But you got to remember that's in that's in Canadian money. So <laughs> it's really only seventeen American wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to do the uh, conversion. How about speaking of wait, speaking of baseball, real quick. Uh, how about Toronto getting? Um, Who they just get in the trade that's not vaccinated? Oh, Whit Merrifield. Funny is that? Uh, I mean, oh. He 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 must have gotten like a Johnson and Johnson one one shot because th- there's no way. Uh, at Tor- Toronto was at home last night against the uh, Cleveland Guardians, and they. Uh, oh, he played. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure. I did not have that game on. I had the Orioles and Rays on because uh, I'm just that kind of guy. And uh, the J- yeah the Jays lost eight to nothing last night, mm. and uh, yeah Merrifield was in the lineup batting eighth and uh, playing second base. And, so he uh, must be he must have gotten something right. Yes, he he probably got the Johnson and Johnson shot because uh, that that's that's the one dose, and he would have had to have waited until uh, whatever for the uh, for the Pfizer or whatever. So. Okay. How 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 ironic would it be if the Cleveland Guardians win the World Series this year? <laughs> that the, they win the, it. That they win it the year after they drop the Indians' name. <laughs> I, like the, Indians, looking, the Indians haven't won. You know, we have Major League. We have Major League Two. We have all the the Indians making the World Series in what was it ninety? Was it ninety two? Was it ninety two or ninety ninety four? Ninety five and ninety seven. Ninety five. Now ninety five and ninety. And they making it again just. Recently, against uh, who was it that beat him? Oh, the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs, yeah, yeah. And bizarre, so, the uh, Cleveland and the Cubs going World Series Game Seven, ninth inning, game is tied, and we got a rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> the most fucking ill-timed rain delay in baseball history is like it's the, it's, it's the most it's the most Cubs Indians thing to happen in baseball. What a what a rib! What a rib! Good, good job, God, for uh, rip, ripping Cubs and uh, then Indians uh, fans uh, like a rain delay in Game Seven of the World Series uh, going to going to extra innings. I love it. I love it. It's so funny. That's just it is. It's such it's it's such an Indians and Cubs thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, like well, I want them to win the World Series this year because I want the first. I want the Cleveland Guardians to be the World Series champions. Just like I want the. Uh, what is the what's the Washington team now? The Commodores, the Washington Commodores, Commanders. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Commodores. They Oh, they're the Commanders. They come out to uh, uh on the brick night house. shift. <laughs> or Brickhouse. <laughs> yeah. I want the Commanders to win the to win the NFL uh the the Super Bowl. That's what I want. Mm. I mean, I'm afraid I'm afraid I got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they're going to do it? I have literally no fucking idea who the quarterback is for the Washington uh, Commanders at this time. The Washington Commanders quarterback, I believe, is, isn't it Taylor Hinkey? Or Taylor Heineke? Heineke? Hinkey? 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 Oh, no, it's Carson Wentz. Yeah. Oh, it's Carson Wentz. Oh, that's who it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On his, on his third team in three years. So yeah, I don't but, see this. I don't see this happening. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Wa- Cleveland Cleveland winning the um, World Series and uh, Washington winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think we all know how that's going to go. <laughs> Come on, Silvio. You know, I, I'm going to have to find a new drop system. That's a no-go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> about the drop system? Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that actually worked out perfect. All right. That's all right. That that's, that's enough. Okay. I'm 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 running out of all gas right. here. All right. All right. Whatever. We'll listen. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, or uh, whatever day we're recording this on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing this, and and for not uh, not proctoring an exam or uh, some such thing. Not today. this week. <laughs> when do you have another uh, exam proctoring? Uh, oh, actually, I believe I am proctoring. Uh, I want to say the twenty seventh. It's either the twentieth or the twenty seventh. So it's either next Saturday or the Saturday after. Oh, but it's okay. only a four hour. It's only a four hour test now. So it's a lot shorter of a day, and we're in Lynn. So I'm not driving out to uh, you know Western Mass anymore. I'm just in Lynn now. Oh, so okay. it's good. Yeah, so I'll go. Sure. I'm gonna try to go out for breakfast and then, uh, or go out for breakfast afterwards. You know, to maybe hit up the, uh, the the somewhere in Saugus or something like that for you know, as our hyper local references. I'll just say that you know. Yeah, you want to get a three way. You get a three way beef at, at one of uh, Lynn's oh. top thir- top thirty five roast beef places. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, I thank you for joining me today, and thank you to all the listeners, and please. If you've enjoyed this this thing of ours, that uh, we would... You don't ever admit the existence of this thing. Through my deft marketing skills. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever fine podcast reviews are accepted, because it provides us no social proof that you're listening to and enjoying this podcast. <laughs> now, I'm on Twitter, at GF Allentown Pod. Keith, he's on Twitter, at Flounder824. I wanted to see how long I could go with the pause before you would maybe jump in, but I, I don't know if I'm, I, I always don't know. I don't know if I'm ever supposed to say it. I feel like this is your deal. You know, I, I, I'm basically doing the Hideo Nomo hitch in my delivery of your, of your, uh, oh, good. Your Twitter account. All right. Enough baseball, enough baseball talk for today. <laughs> and put, and so ne- yeah, next week we'll move forward to, uh, the, uh, July 26th challenge. It'll be a challenge to get through. So, <laughs> a, t- a tug of a tug of war between the WBF and WWF. That uh, <laughs> yeah. It, oh no, it's a vignette hyping it. Well, I'll be fine. Oh, Lord. All right. Okay. I'll tune in next time for another exciting edition. GFA live. <laughs>